Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler, we've got Dave the Ultimate Fan here with us, as we do every week, our producer Joe may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod, we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Well, hello, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast. AJ Strangeroo, I'm the man they call Dave, and this is Joe might be around here somewhere. Yeah, we're talking about Peacock, baby. There, there's, there there's Wheezy. That's right, baby. <laughs> Raspity voice and all, he's joining us because he's a man. He's going to sound I'm, like the sweet sapphire. Mm, sweet oh sapphire. yeah, I sound rough, baby, but I'm, <laughs> I'm here just the same. Now, we're talking about censoring today, guys. Peacock censoring some WWE content. AJ, this was kind of your idea, aren't you? Uh... I hate I hate censorship. <laughs> wrestling <laughs> angles are wrestling angles. They are entertainment. You don't ban books. You don't censor movies. You don't. I hate censorship. People have a right to their opinions. We have a right mm-hmm. to free speech. The WWE content that we are paying for on the WWE Network is supposed to be the library of what we grew up on and what we watched as WWE fans. So for some, so for some nerdy ass, <laughs> so for some nerdy ass suit in a freaking NBC office over there at Peacock Lane to sit there and judge what we should be able to watch as wrestling fans as we pass them over our hard-earned pesos is disgusting and absolutely objectifying, and I hate you, Peacock. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't it be something, though, if he wasn't, like, a nerdy guy? He was, like, just this really ultra-sensitive jock. <laughs> he's just like, goddamn, brother, I got to crush some pussy later. I got to play a big old basketball game. But you know what? I just don't like that blackface shit. I got to go. <laughs> okay. okay, first first, first of all, I'm not, I, I don't think that's what they're banning. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that was one of the segments. It was Roddy Piper who, uh, half yeah, with the, black. yeah, no, I understand that they're doing that with what's his name. Yeah, I know, but who is he wrestling Vince? there? Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown. There you go. I couldn't yeah. think of Bad News Brown for a while there. And they also um, took out that Vince segment with yeah, John Vince Cena. drops the N word. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I understand it's in a, some things are inappropriate, whatever. I mean, but, here's but a, you can't, you can't wow. go back and whitewash everything. No, I mean, uh, why don't exactly, we just... because where does it stop? Like, mm-hmm. is Goldust next? Is Adrian Adonis after that? What, what about the Divas yeah. division from just after Moolah till five years ago? Why can't ECW? I watch Tristratus get half naked and bark like a dog? 
Yeah, leave what Dave wants on the network. He's got to finish the night off somehow. Listen, I mean, I think that a real easy solution should be that if you think some of this stuff is, like, unsuitable for kids or whatever, just fucking... First first of all, when it comes to that Rowdy Piper, when it comes to that Rowdy Piper angle, Bad News Brown or Bad News Allen, if you're from the Stampede area, whatever you want to call him, he is actually one of the baddest individuals to lace up boots for a long time to a point where he actually was ready to fight Andre the Giant for real on a tour bus in Japan. This is a guy who's using the N word. Yeah. (laughs) And this is a guy who stood up for injustice and stood up against things. And when they came to him with this idea, he was perfectly fine with it. Mm. So you oversensitive pussy motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, I think, think what, to, yeah, it just monitors the time period. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's basically just a big company buying up the WWE catalog. Mm-hmm. It's a very soft age <clears throat> right now. So as they're releasing stuff on their network, you, you they're realize gonna cut it up as they like. I you bet will, if WWE had stayed on their own thing, we could keep it like this. Yes. But it's just like oh, with sure. us. There are topics that we've censored ourselves on. Yeah. No, and, and there's and, and, things and, where if we let people in, we probably wouldn't let them say it. So that's mm. the only that's the only way I'm letting this slide. Because yeah, otherwise and, and, you're rewriting history mm. in a way that makes it untruthful to what it was. Maybe if I could watch a pay-per-view and be able to rewind it, I'd be able to forgive them. <laughs> that's coming. Actually, yeah, you can't do that with the live shows, right? We're a little ways from that, but that's... that's uh, I, uh, they clearly can't get the technology. I'm sure NBC can't afford the same technology that we already have on the WWE Network. But, you know, I mean, yeah, all... so that's what's wild, though. This is NBC. This is NBC, and this is the issues NBC's having. So to me, I think the thing is, is NBC hasn't really put a lot of money into Peacock? That's so fucking weird to me, bro. I don't don't think it's that. I just think they are set up for like to play sitcoms, to play other things. But they have other live sporting events from NBC. NBC is home of... Can you rewind uh, on those? That's uh, Well, that's what I'm curious about. I've never watched anything on it because I hate NBC. Yeah, and I'm not putting my money into Peacock because... One of the main reasons I was into the network was for the classic mm. stuff. Yeah. And as they migrate to Peacock, this is a multifaceted thing because as they migrate to Peacock, not all the content is going up at once. And I and wasn't a fan of that. I, I'm not using it to watch modern stuff. I, and if you're going to censor and recreate old stuff, I, I'm not paying for that. I'm not I, interested in that. I do believe that at least the NWA stuff, the Crocodile stuff, is going to be up by August because Conrad uh, had a little birdie. Told him. Are, are they still going to be able to say the N word up there? I don't know. There are some questionable stuff from the old Crockett stuff. Uh, how are they? <laughs> yeah, how? Listen like a dog. <laughs> Dude, let's be honest. Even Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes used terms like "we gonna get funky like a monkey." What do you mm-hmm. think that means? Like a dancing monkey out there. What do you let's think? Let's put Dave off before he gets. What? You ever watched uh, the the Jungle Book? Good shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's what he was saying. That's he wasn't just using a jive term for freaking jive. Uh, jive that, a jive racist up, term. We brought this up jokingly earlier, but if I lose Reverend Slick and I lose <laughs> Jive Soul Bro, 
which, which is going to be. I know because it's are the we most not going to see her music video I've ever watched? What about Hakeem? Hakeem the African Dream, a white guy that too. African. Quick sidebar. That's what I'm saying. Where I, does this stop? Quick sidebar, guys. Tony, At Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas is greatest angle of all time. Simba Samba or whatever. The Samba Simba. It's not. Are we gonna lose Mel Phillips? Mm. Oh, uh, I hope probably. so. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not no. a bad thing. No. no, Jason Agnew, by the way, shout out to him. He put this story together. By Former the way. guest of the show. Damn right. And I never thought about it. You just said Akeem. I do want, I want to mention this real quick. He might have, he figured it out. Vince McMahon might have been a fan of coming to America. Akeem, the African dream, came out right after coming to America in 1988. And later on, we got Sexual Chocolate, Mark Henry, which that's the only time that's at, which was the band in Coming to America. And then now recently, would coming to America come back? We got Apollo, Apollo Crews from Nigeria. <laughs> and, and how much of a how much of a line are they walking with that? Having them come out and do this fake accent. Mm. <laughs> Freaking, I love it personally. Oh my god! I yeah, mean, but they're at having, least he's they're Nigerian of Nigerian having, descent. It's not like we're putting the Nigerian gimmick on Drake Maverick. But they're, <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> but they're having him come out carrying a spear. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Good <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm beginning to think maybe we need to censor ourselves because look what we're doing talking about all, all right. this crazy. So Peacock censor it. We're not really for it. There's a lot we could probably talk about this all day, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I, I don't know where you go. Yeah. I, I just want all of my childhood memories. AJ, are you getting Peacock for free anyway? No idea. Okay. <laughs> I just turn on I just turn on the TV and whatever works I go to. Okay. And this is gonna be an interesting segment to listen to three, six, nine months down the line yes. to see how much of history got rewritten and what characters they decide to take off. This is a great idea. We should have a quarterly ECW. Are we gonna lose ECW and the she's a crack? Oh, they're, oh they're, they're not gonna be able to play any of ECW. <laughs> yeah. Think of all like the CTE moments. There is a lot of – she's got a penis, yeah. Rick, uh, Mark Henry. We're going to lose that. How could we lose that? How that is one of the funniest moments from Raw history, I think. How are they going to play anything with Beulah McGillicuddy, um, freaking getting pile-drived, Francine getting her neck broken, freaking Dawn Marie. We're going to lose Sonny. Remember when Lance yeah. Storm told her to – Take a powder. Yeah. <laughs> that was good shit. But yeah, guys, make fun of people with drug addictions. Come on, what's this world coming? Jake to? Roberts. But guys, as time goes on, we want you to respond in the comment section yeah, to know. this episode and let us know how you feel about the censorship yeah. and where it is down the line. I can't wait to see him superimpose a can of Pepsi into Sandman's hand as he's coming down the <laughs> oh, drug geez, free. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys again next week. Have a good one. Later. Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com. Fans, welcome back for another week of the 531, where we take our top five list on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate that top three down to a number one. 
and Dave, this was how many people didn't give us lists for this? Was it only down to one? There's one of us, one who didn't get back to me in time. And then AJ forgot to get back to us. And then there was one, Jake. <laughs> All time friend of the show. First show, yeah. He just said, know what? I don't want to do this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so. Randy was one of the first ones to jump on board. Yeah, and he he's had. A- He's a polarizing individual. I think let's let the cat out of the bag before you go to it. We didn't even say it. We're doing top five Hogan matches. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was rushing ahead. Yeah, what you going to do, brother? (laughs) (laughs) When the 531 is all about Hogan. What you going to do? Jake's going to abstain. (laughs) Please continue, sir. (laughs) Now, Randy had Hogan versus Flair, Bash at the Beach 94, Hogan versus Bossman, Saturday night's main event, the cage match, 527-89, Hogan versus Savage, WrestleMania 5, Hogan versus The Rock, WrestleMania 18, and oh. Hogan versus Stan Hansen, Wrestling Summit 1990. He picked some good ones. You know, it's funny. I rushed my list because I forgot to do mine right before this, and I, I want to give props to Randy. In fact, I'm not even going to steal them. I'm just going to own it right now because I want to give props to Randy. Props on the Stan Hansen match, and props on, even though I think a lot of other people will probably have it, the Boss Man Cage match. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah, that really defined, what, that blue cage for, like, a whole generation of us. It Hogan sure versus Hansen, I haven't seen. I have to go find that on YouTube after mm-hmm. we get done. Yeah. As well as watch last night's Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, Joe, as we record this, Joe does not know the closing angle, which I think is great. They'll have to... And somehow I've avoided spoilers all day, which yeah, which is in this really day amazing. Age is amazing. Yeah, I found them on social media. I I I didn't see them this morning, but I was avoiding them. But like afterwards, yeah, they just popped up in my feed. Nope, it was right there. <laughs> wow. Now, who so, do you have for a first list today? Let's see. I got Mikey Flynn. He's got Hogan Rock Mania, Hogan Flair Havoc '94. Hogan Sean LOL SummerSlam at 2005. Oh, is that with uh, Sean overselling? It's got to be the overselling, yeah. And he's got Hogan Savage Mania 5. And then get this Hogan Stan Hansen Wrestling Summit 1990. This may actually be the one, one gem of him. So, as Mike put it, so that's kind of funny. So, Mike Flynn and Randy uh, both having that Hogan Hansen match. And I, I feel like I kind of remember this, but I, uh, Ah, God, I want to see it now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it now. Jesse from New Hampshire, we were about to record yesterday, and we realized that we didn't have Jesse. And Dave shut that shit down immediately. He said, no, (laughs) not till my man gets to me. Yeah, And then Jesse got to us, what, at at the end of the live show about when we were recording? Yeah, he had some stuff. It was actually right before the live show, but we were, like, right in between stuff, so I just – yeah, and he's like, can I give it to you when I get home? And it's like, no, Jesse, we need it now. <laughs> we're on a strict timeline. Yeah. AJ's not going to show up if we don't record <laughs> this now. And here's the funny thing about that. We didn't end up getting AJ's list, but I did. <laughs> I kept Jesse's list. <laughs> he said, AJ, you don't get one this week, brother. <laughs> now, Jesse fair, has... Jesse's here for the show more often. What's up, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hogan versus Warrior, WrestleMania 6. Hogan yes. versus Andre, WrestleMania 3. Mm. Hogan versus Bundy, WrestleMania 2. Sure. Hogan versus Bockwinkle, AWA title, June of 1982. Props. Hogan versus Bossman, cage match, Saturday night's main event, 21. 
And his honorable mention was he was digging around on the network and he found a Hogan versus Morocco cage match that he said wasn't very long, mm. but like really showed the best of them. And that's another one I might have to go dig up while we still have the WWE network for a couple more days. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no. Hogan Bockwinkle, too. I might have to look that up, too. That's the one I don't recall, too, but I didn't see a lot of Hogan's AWA stuff back in the day. I think I've seen some on DVDs throughout the years, collections of stuff. But with Hogan matches, <clears throat> what I tend to remember is the stuff I like grew up on, the big moments. You know, the Andres, the Mr. Wonderfuls, the Pipers. Yeah, I actually got a that set that I sent you the picture of, the VHS Mania. One of the sets that they took was from a bunch of like Memphis tapes mm. of guys that got big elsewhere. And one was Hogan. It's called like the lost matches. So I might go check out some Hogan in Memphis, but yeah, I'm not too familiar with his AWA run. Even his old WWF run, the original one where he was the heel, like I believe it was right before Rocky. I've only right. seen very little of that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the stuff of him and Andre at Shea stadium and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, it's also just stuff that I've seen, like classic stuff. There's stuff on YouTube. I don't remember if I saw the match, but one of the most impressive things I ever saw was Tony Atlas press slamming Hulk Hogan, for those who've never seen that. You can just Google Tony Atlas press slamming Hulk Hogan, and he does. He makes a full extension, and he picks Hogan up and press slams him. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Wow, so who do you got for your list next? Let's see, who do we got here? We got Mikey and Fred from the Facebook page. He's got Hogan versus Rock. He didn't put the where somebody's are, but I know him. Hogan versus Slaughter. That's going to be WrestleMania 7. Hogan Savage. I'm going to assume that's the one from WrestleMania 5. Hogan and Mr. T versus Piper and Hordorf. And I'm going to say this is probably the first pay-per-view. Hogan and Sting. So, okay, yeah. I think that was Starcade 97. Yeah, that was definitely a packed list. And because that whole tag match with... Mr. T and everything. Yeah. I believe that was made a tag match because Piper didn't want to, I believe, job to Mr. T. And if you watch that, every time Piper gets involved with Mr. T, mm-hmm. he's, pre- he's preventing him from doing anything. Yes. Yeah, he a lot of like grabbing his arms, a lot of front face locks, really yeah. trying to shut down his offense because <laughs> yeah, he, he was that opposed to that Hollywood crossover. Yeah. He was definitely, he wanted to protect the business at all costs, and he thought it was, he, I don't want to say disgraceful, stupid, whatever you want to use, but he was not a fan of it, and he definitely wanted to shut that shit down. I mean, Um, I think he saw it as both disgraceful and stupid. I mean, we grew up with the WWE during that time frame, so Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, it was part of what we watched as wrestling, so we got used to the celebrity crossover. I'll tell you what, like, I think it's all right if it's done simple, it's done right, and it's done with certain people. So How do you feel me, about Bad Bunny? Ah, uh, okay. Here's, um, let me, before I get about Bad Bunny, let me break it down. We don't, I won't just attack this guy. I'm going to make an example of where I was going with this. Okay. Good celebrity crossovers. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, monster. Yeah, that was giant. really good. All right. I don't have a problem with Mr. T, actually. Guy's jacked. He was a huge star, had a tough man competition background. Mike Tyson, no problem with that. Ronda Rousey, no problem with that, stuff like that. Here's where I have a little issue of it. I want my wrestling to be believable. Jay Leno, no, get the fuck out of here with that shit, all right? Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone are kind of gray fucking areas. I really am not a big fan of basketball players being in the main events. 
I'd make an exception for Shaquille O'Neal because that motherfucker is big as a house and he wrestles an Andre the Giant style. And I know Shaquille has made a serious attempt at training for professional wrestling and MMA, and he's always kept himself in good shape. And Carl and, Malone and Rodman were weird because they were like big, but they were also lanky. So like on a yeah. court, it would make sense, but like. Mm. almost for the brawling style they were doing it wasn't the best but i mean that was what a high point in our wrestling fandom so oh, it I was, think we're, i'm yeah. always gonna have a soft spot for it yeah and I, I i put them in a gray area because of that because they also were athletes especially malone and that's not a lack on robin but remote uh malone definitely had a bigger upper body for sure but it's gray area you know i'm not a big fan kevin green um he was a good one i thought from the nfl did well mongo mcmichael sucked I didn't have him, but he was so bad at what he was doing with him. To me, you have to... He was around the business for forever, too. Yeah. Made it into the horsemen. He did. He did. And then they all love him. Like, they all say nice things about him, and they talk about, you know, what it meant. And, yes, I get it. He was a Super Bowl champion. But from as a wrestling guy who... <sighs> Look, if you kept him limited and did things once in a while... Mongo was just on TV too much, and his stuff was not very good. His footwork was probably the worst footwork of anybody I think I've ever seen in wrestling. There's just stuff out you can still see on Twitter and YouTube where he's just stumbling around, and it looks awful. And I think Shivani said that he didn't do any actual training. Like, anything that happened <laughs> in the ring with him was natural. And, I mean, yeah. that's why so such a little amount of it was good, I think. But, probably, I mean, yeah. he had that natural athletic inclination so mm -hmm. yeah the biggest thing he's a legit tough guy but yeah there's stuff so now bad bunny i'm not a fan i don't i'm not familiar with bad bunny obviously he's done for the crossover now this guy's amazing he does some wild shit and he's working 24 7 he owns a ring and i'll yeah, 24 7 champion fuck out of here that joke of a belt <laughs> but yeah as of now no <laughs> i don't want this guy but you know what? Here's another thing, too. WWD has relied too much over the years on a promotion for that shit. We see this all the time at Mania. It's got to be some celebrity. Something happens. And see, at Mania, I think, is the only time I could excuse the celebrity involvement, but I don't necessarily want to see him get in the ring. Like, a Pat McAfee is rare. Yes. A, there you go. Who was another one? Stephen Amell. Yeah, that he was fine. He was fine, but I mean... But nothing great. I, I wasn't a big fan of him either. No, no and that's what they're going to be. Even if they do their best, mm -hmm. it's going to be fine as a wrestler. And it's like, if you're going to have something like that, why not just give it to a lower card guy and, to get on that show? And here's the difference with Pat McAfee, too. What did that guy do? That guy had already trained with Rip Rogers and stuff, you know, behind the scenes for a long time and was naturally a good talker. You know, Ronda Rousey. Love her or hate her. A lot of people didn't like her. But what was Ronda Rousey? A lifelong fan with natural athletic ability and toughness who wanted to do this. And notice how after she left that women's division, I wouldn't say they took a huge dip, but there was definitely a period of time where they had to readjust their stars and get yeah. used to life after her. Yeah. Becky Lynch became the hot star, but it was Ronda Rousey's involvement that helped make them all in the main event. You know, that, that's just a fact. Like, Becky got really hot, so that helped. But if it wasn't for Ronda's crossover appeal from, you know, being an Olympian, being a UFC champion, like, you probably wouldn't have had that as a main event that year. Glad we did. It was good for the women, and they deserve it. I hope the women get another spot sometime. But, yeah. Now now that we've meandered far enough away from the list, let's get yeah. back to yeah, Scott from Ballentown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got Hogan versus The Rock, WrestleMania 18. Hogan versus Hanson, Wrestle Summit 1990. That's Hogan so versus Tenru, SWS 91. Ooh. Hogan versus Boss Man, Saturday Night Main Event Cage Match. And Hogan versus Zeus and his manager Brell. No holds barred, 1989. <laughs> I was tempted to put that on there because uh, is no holds barred the greatest cinem- <clears throat> one of the greatest early cinematic matches? Oh wow! <laughs> what a concept to look at it that way. Well, because if you think about yeah. it, like back then they told the line so thin between whether it was a movie or whether it was Hulk Hogan, because it was Hulk Hogan, it was the WWF champion. Mm-hmm. They even brought Zeus into the wrestling sphere sure so i would almost call that the earliest cinematic now, match he wasn't hogan in the movie though he was rip something. yeah rip something but i mean <laughs> that i mean i think if if that was done 15 years later that mm. would have been a wwf production and that would have had hogan's name on 100 percent. sure yeah, interesting. Regardless, fuck that movie. <laughs> I just blew your mind with that hot take. You're like, you I don't did. know what to do right you now. Did. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> Who you got left for a list? I got me. All right, I'll, I got me. So, <laughs> Well, here, I'll go, and then we'll give you the headlining spot because sure. I got Hogan versus Andre, WrestleMania 3, mm. Hogan versus Savage, WrestleMania 5, mm. Hogan versus Warrior, WrestleMania 6, Hogan vs. Bossman, cage match, Saturday night's main event, and Hogan vs. Bundy, WrestleMania 2. I have such a... I have a hard time with Hogan, so my mm. deep fandom of his has to be that early WrestleMania run. You've talked about the moment where Andre snatches the chain off of him. Mm. I remember Bundy when I was a kid being like this, just this huge lump that he had to go up against. <laughs> At, obviously Hogan versus Savage the mega powers colliding Hogan versus Warrior that was huge when we were younger and uh, I already spoke on that cage match being like it defined the blue cage for a while for sure me. the superplex off the cage yeah so I got interesting enough I'm the only one apparently who put this guy down uh, Hogan versus Muda from Japan that happened around 93 and, oh wow! Uh, I gotta look that up. Yeah, I don't remember if that's an I like a New Japan show or not. I believe it is. So yeah, I got that. I got obviously Hogan Andre right Mania three. I feel you have to. I have Hogan versus Mister Wonderful in the Blue Steel Cage from Saturday Night's Main Event. This is the match where they actually both landed on the floor about the same time, and they kept slowing it down, and then they got back in and they restarted the match. Coincidentally, happened in Hartford, Connecticut. So that was where the tape. I'm was. not surprised to see a Paul Orndorff match pop up on yours because it seems like if there's a list and Orndorff could make his way on there. Dave will get him on there. Oh, definitely will. I'm a big fan. I'd love to interview that guy someday. I got uh clock's probably ticking on that. <laughs> love you, Paul. <laughs> um, we got, I got Piper in the war to settle the score on MTV. Oh, wow. I, thought, was, I forgot about that. And I just rewatched that yeah. before our whole Piper segment the other week. The intensity is why I like this. It's a non-finish, but the uh, maybe holding one by DQ, but it's basically a non-finish. And this is where T gets involved, you know, uh, Orton, Mr. Wonderful all get involved. It's chaos, but the intensity, the crowd reaction. The- Is that when Cindy Lauper gets hit and then her manager no. boyfriend gets body slammed? That's what led to the score, the, the, the subtle the, score there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what led to that. That was the angle. Um, 
Albano was getting like manager of the year or something. And that's when Piper came out and broke the album because he was disgusted that Captain Lou was being associated with these celebrities and stuff like that, which look at it now kind of based off a shoot really. And of course that's when Piper kicked Cindy Lauper and then he power slammed David Wolf, her manager. And then that all led to this match on MTV with Hogan and Piper. And then I want to say it was Mr. Wonderful and Orton who uh, maybe it was just Paul, but they basically jumped Hogan in the middle of the match. And then Mr. T jumps in for the save. And then it's chaos. The cops get involved. And that's, that's bloody your WrestleMania one moment before I forget though. Cause we, I spent a lot of time that there was one other match Hogan versus iron Anderson from WCW nitro. The finish, basically, I want to say Hogan might have got powder in his eyes or a shoot in the face from, like, Elizabeth or a woman. But uh, after that, basically, Iron either hits the Spine Buster or DDT, but he gets the pin on Hulk Hogan. And I know this isn't about Iron Anderson, but that's a damn memorable match for me because I never saw Iron Anderson pin Hogan. But in that time period, Iron Anderson got a pin over Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Wow. Now, Dave, we're at our top three. Yeah. I didn't keep track, but I'm assuming Hogan and Bossman have to be on there somewhere. Yeah, Hogan, Bossman, the cage match. Did Hogan and Hanson make enough list? I feel like they were on a few. Yeah, Hogan and Hanson definitely did. <clears throat> and then, I mean, it's your pick. Is it Randy Savage? Is it the Ultimate Warrior? <clears throat> Is it Andre? Oh, it's Hogan Andre for sure. Yeah, out of that, that's my pick. That's <laughs> we'll go with your pick because I mean those were all about even. But I mean, if you look at a lot of people's list, it's like WrestleMania three, five, six, or like mm-hmm. I threw in two to be different. Some had eighteen, but like yeah. that sweet spot was that Andre Savage. Yeah, even Mikey Fred had Hogan Savage from WrestleMania seven. So oh wow, yeah. So it's definitely. Um... <laughs> That Hogan era. I think Hogan wrestled Sid at eight and nine was when he did the tag match, but then at the end of it came in and took yeah, the Yeah, came in and stole the title. Yeah. <laughs> he did. I fucking hated that shit. So but the yeah. first one to go almost has to be Hogan and Hanson, no matter how interesting it sounds, right? I think so. Because it's going up against the cage match or it's going up against that Andre match. Yeah. And I mean, while this is probably the best match that Hogan put on. In ring Because his, sure. yeah, because now that you bring up Hogan Muda, I've seen that before. And you see some work from Hogan that you don't see from the United States. Working so, the arm. Some good stuff. I don't think we're going to get that with Stan Hansen, but mm-hmm. you are going to see probably a different side of Hogan. And I will definitely watch that later. To me, it's Hogan, Andre. And, you know, I know, like, as far as the votes went, it kind of skidded right in there, but... To me, when we get down to this, and it's our opinions, ah, man, look, I know why people like that Hogan boss, man. It's that superplex off the cage there, and it's amazing. But there's really nothing more iconic than Hogan slamming Andre for the first time and then the Pontiac Silverdome. The Laps fan, if you guys watched that, Pat, they did a thing where they went to revisit the Silverdome years later as it was getting torn down because it was so important to them. It's just such a moment. Like, Plus I can't the not. Piper's pit leading up to it. Like, yeah. That was when WWE told their storyline so good that, like, Piper had a talk show segment mm-hmm. that he would get his matches over. He got this angle started. Forget the whole cross thing getting ripped off where Piper's like, you're bleeding and stuff like that, which was huge, obviously. Here's the other thing that was huge. I still remember to say it was the reply. When Hogan went back out on Piper's pit, <clears throat> whether it was the following week or week after, and Piper's like, 
trying to talk to him and Hogan's distraught. He's not even look, he's looking around, he looks distraught, and you never saw this side of Hogan before. And Piper is just, you know, flipping out finally. He's like, I need to know, are you gonna wrestle Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three? And Hogan just responds and yell, Yeah, and the crowd's <laughs> freaking out, and it's just like, holy shit, you know. Yeah, so I was watching that on one of my old WWF sets, and it's interesting to watch week to week how it develops. And yeah. oh God. So Dave, you know what the music means. I don't think there was going to be a debate on this. It had to be Hogan Andre. All day long. And guys, thank you for joining us again on the 531 this week. And we will see you again next week. Have a good one. Later. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 